0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. This is The Bear of Texas, reporting live from, from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome back to my good friend and mentor, Steve Adams. What's going on, Steve?
1: Hey, greetings from L.A. This is that fun time of the year because not only do you have Christmas, but if you're a fan of uh, the EPL, you have these plethora of Boxing Day matches. So uh, this time frame around uh, Boxing Day and then right before New Year's and right after New Year's, it's a whole lot of matches. It's tough on the players.
0: certainly is.
1: But but for the fans, it's great.
0: (laughs) Well, we just got through week week 15, and really just a- another messy week. I mean, it's been kind of a shocking week. I mean, uh, Paris Saint-Germain just released Thomas Tuchel. Actually, no, they fired him, and apparently it's been in the works for so long now.
1: There's been a lot of rumors about the the Germans' demise for, for quite a while, so I'm not not super surprised with, with all that.
0: I'm just honestly surprised that they were able to get... Um... The, you know, the former Tottenham manager, um, but but anyway. Oh, Pochacino, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, the Argentine. So the former Tottenham manager, uh, really interesting. But, uh, you know, uh, Tuchel had, a, I think, a pretty good tenure at PSG, a couple of French titles,
0: Absolutely. made it
1: to the final of the Champions League, got them over the hump where they were constantly getting eliminated. But um, so new man on the job now.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, I imagine that a press conference will be made it official in the next couple of days, but as far as uh, Premier League goes, I mean, Match 15 really was not a good week for me.
1: Well, uh, it was very interesting because a lot of teams had a chance to, to pick up points. Uh, Liverpool was held to a draw today by West Brom, and I mean, we'll get to that a little bit, but a, a lot of teams have chance to, to pick up points. Um Opening match of the Boxing Day weekend, Leicester City and Manchester United, case in point.
0: Ugh, so frustrating because Manchester United was so close to winning it, but an own goal had to ruin it.
1: Well, and Bruno Fernandes uh, sometimes can make Ole Gunnar Sol- Solskjaer pull his hair out. Um, had a key assist on Rashford's goal. Um, he scored a goal himself. But he also made kind of a risky pass that ended up leading to Leicester City's tying goal. But, um, you know, both Leicester City and, and Manchester United both will feel frustrated that they didn't get the full three points out of the match. I think, man, you probably more so than the Foxes.
0: Absolutely, but, you know, I guess it's not so bad because Manchester United kind of just dropped to fourth. But a couple of things to from this game is that Bruno Fernandes is the first Portuguese player to score 10 goals in the premier league season since Cristiano Ronaldo and Marcus Rashford scored goal number 50. And what's even important is that he's the third youngest player to reach 50 premier league goals after the likes of Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: He's a pretty rare air when you're in, in company like that.
0: And Marcus Rashford, you know, in my opinion, he's just an underrated young lad.
1: He's a good player. He's a very good player, and uh, and again, Bruno Fernandez, who you know, he's he's such a wonderful player. But you know, sometimes Solskjaer gets a little frustrated that you know he'll go for the really spectacular pass instead of just going for something that's perhaps a little more simple or a little more safe. But um, but you know, sometimes the really gifted individuals they're just they're just wired to where they don't want to do. Uh, the easy thing,
0: yeah, but Manchester United really shouldn't worry too much because their next couple of games in Premier League play are certainly winnable. But you know, before this game, Manchester United uh, defeated Everton to advance in the uh, in a certain tournament. I forgot the name of the tournament exactly. I think it's the FA Cup it's, or the, no, no, the, the Caribou Cup. Cup, the League Cup, the League Cup. It, okay,
1: they call it the carabo Cup now. I mean, it all depends on who's sponsoring this, and the League Cup is the Cupy Doll. Of trophies that you play for. I mean, the holy grail is, of course, the Champions League. Uh, and then right behind that is winning the EPL title, Europa Cup, then the FA Cup, and then, you know, the League Cup, which, yeah, it's hardware. And Man City's kind of had a stranglehold on, on the League Cup. I think they won it like the last three years in a row. Mm-hmm. But um, it does give you a place in Europe. Uh, it, it gets you into the Europa Cup, um, one of the earlier uh, knockout stages. So, I mean, there is that. But, um, you know, it's for a lot of teams, uh, especially with all the games, and especially this year in a COVID year where everybody, managers are so worried about injuries and stuff. For a lot of the top flight clubs, you know, they'll tend to use their juniors to, uh, to, to fill out the rosters, which is sort of like what Liverpool did when, when they lost earlier in the in, in the League Cup, but um, but you know, but for Man U, who would like to get back to at least winning something, I mean, getting a a semifinal in the League Cup against Manchester City, I mean, some people will actually probably watch this game.
0: Probably, but Manchester United, I, I think they'll be fine. But you know, it's just you know. Unfortunately, just you know, it was a draw. It could have been worse, but they're still you know 27 points in fourth place, so you know it, they're still in you know good company. So all like all really is just you know just, just start a new winning streak and that's it. And win win at all costs. But now let's go ahead and talk about okay. Well, all right. So I think that that's uh, that's prediction number one that we both got wrong. We both had Manchester United winning, but here's another one we got wrong: Fulham and Southampton, a zero zero draw. Yeah,
1: goody draw at, at Craven Cottage for, for Parker's men. Um, yeah, uh, Southampton was wasteful with a chance to, to gain some points. Um, mm-hmm. Aston Villa, uh, three zip over Palace. We both had that one. Uh, goals by Traore House and El mm-hmm. But uh, So, good performance by the villains at Villa Park in Birmingham.
0: And now stuff really got interesting because Arsenal. Okay, now, now this one definitely humiliates me because Arsenal pulled off a three-one win over Chelsea.
1: Got this one wrong. I really, I really thought with Arsenal's horrendous form, clearly this was Arsenal's best game of the year by far. Oh, absolutely. Um, they cash in on an early foul that the uh, former Lyon star uh, Alexander Lacazette buries the penalty on that. Uh, Chelsea gives up a cheapy foul uh, towards the uh, outside of the box. And the Swiss international Shaka very delicate, very nicely done direct kick for Arsenal's second goal. And then um, in the second half, Jan Saka, I still think he was probably trying to cross the ball, and it just sort of floated in. But if you're the glass looks full to me kind of, bot, kind of guy, it was a hell of a lob. And, um, you know, this kid's only like 18 years old. And, um, you know, he at times he shows these flashes of brilliance for Arsenal. So uh, Chelsea made the game interesting later on. Abraham got a goal in the 85th minute and... Um, took a really great save in injury time to prevent this thing from going to three to two and possible grandstand finish. But, um, you know, that's three out of four losses in the last four games for the blues. So, uh, clearly, clearly, uh, when you looked at the interview after the game, Frank Lampard was not a happy camper. um, Pulisic was really not much of a factor in this game at all. He played, but uh, he really was not much of a presence at all for the Blues.
0: Just just a bad game. I mean, I don't know exactly what Frank Lampard said in the press conference, but a friend of mine tweeted that he believes Lampard should be fired for something he said, but I don't know what it was about. But it's obvious if you lose to a bad team like Arsenal, it's it's definitely going to frustrate the hell out of you.
1: Well... He basically threw his players under the bus uh, after the game. But, you know, whose job is it to get the players to play? Uh, I mean, it's at a certain point, yeah, the players have to have to execute. But, you know, it's up to the coach to, you know, help to create the atmosphere to, to where you get the things done. But um, but after all that money, I think to the tune of a little over 200,000 Or, no, 200 million pounds. And Chelsea is actually a few points behind their pace from last year, where they were a year ago at this time. So, um, you know, that certainly has people, you know, sort of scratching their heads, too, after spending all of that money and then actually having fewer points with that.
0: I mean, Chelsea, just last week, was in the top four and dropped down to eighth. I mean, they're kind of going what Tottenham was going through.
1: Yeah, and then on the other side, Manchester City, they still keep, they're making slow but steady progress, kind of climbing their way up the table. Um, Raheem Sterling made a really, really nice dish in traffic. He made a couple of dribbles within traffic in the box and made a nice uh, dish off gun to Gundogan to bury for his goal. And then Torres with a second goal later on for the citizens who shut out Newcastle.
0: You know, it's you know the whole situation is you know Manchester City is just still humiliated because, you know, despite this, you know they're making slow progress. I mean, they now they're in sixth, so I mean, yeah, the progress is being made, but you know, you know, with you know, it's still not going to be a simple road because you know they're winning games, but the results are still not quite convincing. There's
1: been quite a few ties in there, and then a team that is not doing ties they're winning games uh everton left it late uh sigurdsson got a late goal for everton to pile on a little bit more wool for sheffield united but now everton find themselves up in second place and now they're getting to be within sniffing distance of um, liverpool liverpool had a chance Today, to really solidify their hold on the top spot, but they had a very uh, uneven match today against West Bromwich Albion that now Sam Allardyce has taken over there. And uh, Big Sam, uh, he's had this mojo where he's, I want to say, 11 different teams that he's coached and, and where he was hired – avoid the drop, and he has avoided the drop every time, so he still has his work cut out for him, but uh, Liverpool today was frankly very wasteful, they had uh, a ton of ball possession uh, Sadio Mane with a nice goal in the 12th minute, but for all that possession, not a ton of shots on goal, and then uh, West Brom actually they looked the more dangerous team in the second half, it took a couple of really, really good saves from Allison Becker uh, to keep it scoreless, and then Ajayi gets a goal in the 82nd uh, minute for West Brom to get a very unexpected, but I think you know uh, a very well-earned draw.
0: It sure was, and you know it's, it's just so interesting how you know the top two is both teams in Liverpool, Liverpool and Everton. So I mean, Everton, you know, start off strong, you know, kind of fell down a little bit, but now they're back up. And they're not, and they're not happy, and I don't think this time they intend on falling right back down. So I, uh, I, I think you know, if Everton somehow <laughs> wins this Premier League, I mean, they have a chance to. It'll certainly be a hell of a story. Well, it
1: would be, it would certainly be money well spent for getting a really, really high name coach like Carlo Ancelotti uh, to come to the blue side of Merseyside. Um, I was frankly surprised that Ancelotti took the job. Um, with Everton because Everton really has not done squat since the 80s and uh, it's not a huge club with with deep pockets it's it's not really even a nouveau riche team but uh, but here they sit uh, on 15 matches played just a mere three three points behind Liverpool
0: when you have Carlo Ancelotti I mean expect success to be in the, in the near future but you know Eric Ancelotti is really beginning to finally actually take the team in the right direction, and I really think Everton. This might be only the beginning, but now we get to Leeds United and Burnley. Well, Leeds United certainly needed this win,
1: well-needed win for Leeds, so they get the home win in Yorkshire off a of Bamford penalty. Um, so it was it, it was kind of an important win for them.
0: You know, as far as far as leads go, um, you know they really really a must win. But the win doesn't do them much good because they're still down in twelfth. So,
1: well, it still gets them up a little bit. So it's it it's still it's still progress. I mean, this is a young team, and you know they could just be really uneven. I mean, there's some matches where the way Bielsa has these kids running, I mean. You know, win, loser draw, Leeds United is a fun team to watch.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
1: And, uh, and uh, you know, they, they got the, Bielsa's kids were able to get the result today against Burnley, and uh, it's it's still progress for them. Uh, West Ham and Brighton, two-all draw in London. Goals by Johnson and Susick for West Ham. Goals for Malpey and Dunk for uh, Brighton. And, um, you know, Brighton... Momentarily halts their slide because they actually were kind of sliding down into the relegation zone
0: too. You know, West Ham is still having quite a respectable season. I mean, compared to what they had in the previous years, I mean, they're still in tenth place, six wins, four draws, and five losses. But they really gotta really gotta start winning games if they really want to make it to the uh, to the dreamland. You know, of somehow miraculously getting in the top five, but. Still plenty of football left to play, so it's quite possible, really. Well, they're only
1: four points behind Tottenham. Tottenham mm-hmm. is in the fifth spot that um, the top four are Champions League and then five is the Europa Cup. So, And when you look at how much change has gone on in the standings in the last two weeks, I mean, all it takes is for a team to get hot just for a little bit and um, they can make a lot of climbing in the stands. So, um, you know, it's it remains to be seen for, for West Ham, but uh, but considering that this is a team that was almost relegated in the last season, and then, um, you know, so they're sitting mid-table, which I'm sure David Moyes is not too terribly disappointed with that at this point in the season.
0: No, absolutely not. Which now brings us to the final game of Week 15. Well, here's, here's another one that... Really failed miserably as far as us making the prediction. Wolverhampton, Tottenham, a one-one draw. Scored early,
1: scored in the first minute, and um, you know gave up gave up a late goal to Wolves. Uh, Sias gets a late one to get that draw for Wolves, but uh, but for Tottenham, their form in their last four matches. And I think too the other thing that I'm noticing too, it seems like Tottenham, the special one, Jose Mourinho seems to be going with a more defensive-minded posture. It seemed to me that they were much more open and more offensive earlier on in the year, and they were getting the generally they were getting the results with that. But with kind of this more conservative approach that they've been taking, it's 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 not working. Is the bottom line?
0: No, absolutely not. But, I mean, I mean but, you know, in, in Tottenham's case, I mean, they're lucky to jump back into fifth place, so I guess it could be worse, but, you know, what's a, in a situation where three different clubs are, you know, just one point below them? You know, the likes of Aston Villa, Chelsea, and Southampton are right there knocking on the door, and, and like you mentioned, West Ham is only four points away. Well, it's good to be in fifth place. I mean, there's like there's five clubs like right there, trying to get right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a dire situation. But now we get to our previews for match day sixteen. Well, match number one. Okay, it's actually going to be at yeah, nine a.m. It's just amazing how all these games are so are so clustered in together. But Crystal Palace and Leicester City. You know what? Leicester City is on fire. I th- you know I I think Leicester City wins three nothing on the road. Yeah,
1: I I pick the Foxes to beat Crystal Palace in, in this one too, even though Palace is going to be playing at home.
0: Yeah, same here, but and Chelsea and Aston Villa. Well, Chelsea really hasn't been good, but I don't think I can see Aston Villa winning. But I think Chelsea wins, but two to one.
1: I think Frank. I think Frank Lampard will definitely have a fire lit, lit, lit under his players for this one. So. Uh, I, I'm pretty confident Chelsea will beat the villains on this one.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 3-1, to one. I, and I think – I'm going to make a golden prediction. I think Krzysztof Pulisic scores one goal. Well, he's overdue. Um, certainly is. Third
1: game of the day, Everton versus City. Very interesting uh, matchup. Uh, Everton sitting in second place. Uh, they're – totally breathing down Liverpool's neck right now. City has been climbing of late. And um, you know, this 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 would be a really really good game. I'm probably going to have to watch part of this one while I'm on on my lunch break from work tomorrow. But uh, but yeah, I'm highly looking forward to this one.
0: You know, I, I may actually just go to the closest pub and actually sit down and watch this game and enjoy a beer. But I'm going to go Everton. I'm going to pick Everton. Everton wins 3 to 1.
1: I'm going to pick City in this one. Okay.
0: I mean, <laughs> City's climbing up, you know, but, you know, and, you know, at this point they're not going to take crap from anybody, but I, th- I feel like this game could go either way.
1: It's, I mean, it's just been such an uneven season and, you know, so many so many surprise results. Uh, Tuesday, Brighton versus Arsenal. <sighs> I, I hate to think of Arsenal having a letdown – but this is this one I'm actually gonna choose as a draw.
0: You know, I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to just go ahead and say, you know, Arsenal pulled up an amazing win against Chelsea. So I, I, I think I think they'll they'll be Brighton. But it it won't be easy. I, I think two to I think they win on the road two to one. And win two games in a row in God knows how long.
1: Burnley Sheffield United with Relegation ramifications for both teams. Uh, You know, it's Chelsea's got to, or excuse me, Sheffield has got to start winning some matches. They've got to go to Burnley and they've got to get a result. Uh, This is another one I think will also finish in a draw.
0: I'm going to go with scoreless draw on this one.
1: Southampton, West Ham. I think South. Am- I've I've been wrong the last couple of weeks on Southampton. I think they're overdue finally for a win at home. So I'll take uh, I'll take the Saints at home on the coast against West Ham.
0: Yeah, I have to fully agree with you on this one. Southampton wins three to one.
1: West Brom versus Leeds United after West Brom's uh, very brave performance, uh, snatching a draw, which could be very very important for for the Baggies. As the as the season progresses, a very unexpected point that they got at Liverpool. Um, I think Leeds gets the win on the road here, though.
0: I agree with you 100. percent I think yeah, Leeds United definitely picks up this win. I mean, West you know because all these games are so close. I think West Brom is probably gonna, is still you know exhausted you know from having to fight back to uh, pull out a draw against Liverpool. But I, I think West Brom is still exhausted. They're drained.
1: Man, you Wolves. I hate to pick Man U at home, but I'm going to. Um, You know, we'll we'll see. But I think I think United wins this one at home against Wolves.
0: You know, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I I think Man U does win at home, but it's going to be a three to two game. Manchester United's defense is horrible, and I and I don't trust it.
1: The Wednesday matches: Tottenham, Fulham. Fulham is. Showing some grit of late, but I think Tottenham very much overdue for a win. I think Spurs finally get a
0: win at home. I agree. I'm, I'm going to go with Tottenham wins 2 nothing.
1: Newcastle hosting Liverpool at St. James's Park up at Newcastle. Um... I think Liverpool will dust themselves up after this disappointing draw against the Baggies today. I think Liverpool will go up to the north of England, and I think they'll get the win against uh, Newcastle.
0: I have to agree with you on that one as well. But yeah, Liverpool's definitely going to have to pull it off, and I, th- and I think they will. Well. That wraps up the EPL talk. Well, League One, there's no game until next week. And really, with La Liga, there's really nothing going on. So we're going to go ahead and skip that. But i got to ask you something. Do you remember the 2014 Champions League final? 20, 2014. Um, who first...
1: was in the final? my middle-aged memory.
0: Well, let me start off by saying it was the first final to feature two clubs from the same city. Real Madrid oh, and oh, Atletico oh, Madrid. Oh, Atletico and Real Madrid.
1: The one, the one where Athletic Madrid coughed up the lead late in the game, and then Real Madrid won the game in overtime.
0: I mean, my favorite. I mean, the memory I have in this game was when Rafael Varane, you know, kicked the ball towards uh, uh, Diego Simeone, and <laughs> and D- Diego, you know, was not happy about it. He kind of charged on the on the pitch, and then got red carded for it. And Ra- Ra- Rafael Varane was lucky to just get a yellow card for it.
1: But uh, but yeah, it's. I just, I just remember that one as just, you know, could not believe Atlantic, how Atletico let that one go. And, um, you know, what what can you say? Um, Real Madrid, you know, these, these are the matches that they usually, they, they love them or hate them, they usually find a way to win. But, yeah, I I know that um, that, one, that one still sticks in the craw of a lot of Atletico fans. And, um but, yeah, so, yes, I do remember watching that.
0: It's because recently I wrote two articles about what if Atletico had won the 2014 final and the 2016 final. The 2016 final was, it was overdue. I mean, after the, the thriller that was in the first game, there had to have been a rematch. But the game kind of went, you know, differently. You know, Sergio Ramos scored early and then, you know, Atletico was given a penalty, but, you know, Antoine Griezmann uh, would miss it which actually stung me a little bit, because, you know, this one, this is when Griezmann was really beginning to be in the peak of his career. I mean, Atletico would equalize late in the game, and then the game would go into penalties, but I just feel like, you know, the problem is Atletico Madrid is the only team to make it to the final three times and lose each time. So, and, you know, and I feel yeah, like, yeah. you know, until the, the, the about how I clarified, I said until Atletico Madrid wins the Champions League final, The painful memories of those two final losses, it's going to sting them until then.
1: Well, yeah, unfortunately, they're kind of the Spanish version of the Buffalo Bills or the Minnesota Vikings. You know, make it to the big game and then uh, come up short.
0: I swear, I mean, I don't exaggerate when I still say to this day that Antoine Griezmann, you know, missing that penalty really stung. I mean, it did.
1: Yeah, no question.
0: I mean... Go to the penalties, and you know, and of course, you know Cristiano Ronaldo scores the the game, the game makes the game winning shot, and then you know takes his shirt off and celebrates. And man, I mean, I I saw that game with ease, and and I and I correctly predicted that like, yeah, there's no way this game's going to be this game can't finish in regulation. I mean, Atletico Madrid is better than they were two years ago. You know that Antoine Griezmann was there, and I think in 2014, wasn't Diego Costa on that club as well? I believe he was. Yeah, I mean, Atletico like Madrid had changed so much, you know, during that time period. But yeah, you know, I like how you mentioned I get the Buffalo Bills of the Champions League. You know, ma- making it twice in three years but losing both times to the same opponent. It's like the Cal. It's like the Cowboys and Bills in the nineties in the two Super Bowls. But uh-huh. I mean, all I can say is, if they had won either of them, they could say, well, Real Madrid's not the only club in Madrid that's won the title. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, you know it is what it is. You know, I, I and and I'm, I'm being quite frankly, I was only cheering for Real Madrid because of Zidane. I mean, I I didn't really care much. I mean, I love Benzema, but he was never he's never really the reason why I cheered for Real Madrid. Same thing with Ronaldo. I mean, it was for me, it's just all about Zizou. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'd like to remind everybody that Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you so much for coming and joining me to talk soccer on this wonderful Sunday evening. I want to wish you and your family a happy new year. And I want to propose a toast. Here's to finally ending what's been a dreadful year. Uh,
1: 2021 cannot come fast enough. Have a good week, everybody.